very, very fascinated with the Bob Lazar Area 51 or S1 story. Are you familiar with this? I am, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've tried to watch as many uh, shows about that as I can, so I'm aware of a lot of things, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't remember all the details, but I definitely know of him and his findings and what he worked on. Mm-hmm. Well, so for a while, so in case, you know, those of you who are listening are, aren't familiar with Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar was basically like, like a rocket scientist, right? right. Uh, he He's known for working uh, at this Area 51 sort of segment, which they called S1. It was right. sort of same complex out in Nevada. And and he, he has an interesting story because he came out and had this, this news crew. Uh, what was his name? George Knapp oh. did an article, uh, or not an article. I guess it was a TV uh, interview. Right. And it basically Bob Lazar came out and said, this is what I was doing for the government. And I saw an alien craft or I don't even know if he called it an alien craft, but maybe like a flying saucer. Yeah. Yeah. I think he used the word uh, flying disc or saucer. Flying disc. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. If you want to believe Bob, mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting. His abilities to create such depth of... Mm recollection um but to me also that doesn't that doesn't mean that he's telling the truth mm-hmm. because there's some amazing fiction writers out there yeah. that could sit there and retell the story mm-hmm. and so so that like i said before when i saw bob he intrigued me he was bizarre to me and and i wanted him to Honestly, when I see any of these, I want them to convince me that there's some alien life out there. Yeah. There's something going on. I do mm-hmm. I, because it's it, it would be interesting than the regular norm. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me. I cannot put aside the possible mental illness, the possible. Is this guy just an amazing writer? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, any I can make up something, mm-hmm. and we all know that. So it, it's 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 hard to trust that so it's but because of my beliefs it's it's fun enough for me to go and go to get to play around with his ideas and even pretend that it actually happened Mm -hmm. and try to decipher if he's telling the truth or not Mm because i get into into it and and i'm easily going oh man this this guy seems some yeah well, and then so, I hear about his lifestyle. I'm like, man, this guy's kind of a weird dude. Yeah. Well, again, so the original ones, it was kind of like, oh, it's, you know, he's in the silhouette and he's this awkward, nerdy looking guy. And then today, fast forward, you have a Joe Rogan interview. He seems pretty plausible, but he talks about some of the details of, of his experience. And because he did this in the late 80s, and now we're 2000, late, you know, 2000, I shouldn't say late, but 2020-ish, we have developed technologies and understand things a lot more. And I thought it was fascinating when he talked about the plausibility of his story and he was talking about what would it be like to have taken a nuclear reactor back in time and introduced it to people before we before we knew what what um, you know when an ab- atom was right. before we knew what radiation was. And he talked about how if they just grabbed the device and started taking it apart, that the people would die. 
who were taking it apart. Right. And then when the people came in to see that, <laughs> that those people were dead, they would also die because there's a lot that they just didn't understand. Right. And so his perspective on the technology that he was introduced to, he was very, you know, he was very curious about, but didn't want to do something that results in evidently what happened to the guy that he replaced. Right. Had some sort of right. accident. You know, yeah. you know, for another thing that I think that added to his credibility was you know, because why he came out mm -hmm. and and it was in fear mm -hmm. of of something bad happening to him. And so that that to me was there's no glory that he was looking for. Yeah. So that's all to me. That's, you know, like I said in the beginning is is a lot of people try to look for a way to live their, you know, try to make some money off of things. Mm -hmm. and, and so I take that as a factor and and. And because of that, that factor is, you know, is that what he's, is, is that what he is doing or not? And so it makes you think that that isn't what he's doing, but, and to also play. So if I have to with, with Bob Lazar, mm -hmm. I didn't really want to have to say it a hundred percent, but how I am, I lean towards, I believe Bob Lazar. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of things that make me question, like I'll go, I believe him, and I still do. Mm -hmm. But a couple of things make me take take a couple step back, steps back. Mm -hmm. Like his lifestyle was odd, mm -hmm. you know, it seems weird. But and some of the stories of of it being alien, so you know, is it aliens craft, you know? Mm -hmm. So because did he mention that he's seen an alien? No, right? No, okay. So because yeah, I, I don't remember him saying that, so I just mm -hmm. want to ask you in the case yeah. you touched on that. Mm -hmm. And I feel for to help somebody accept it if they're on the edge of wanting to believe Bob, and mm -hmm. but I just can't believe aliens. To me, I, our government can be, I won't say is, mm -hmm. can be so shady at times oh, yeah. now. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and mm -hmm. could easily have told him Listen, this is not our technologies. This is the aliens' technologies, mm -hmm. you know, and just claim it is something else just mm -hmm. so. And he could yeah. be in the unknown. Well, he said that he couldn't ask questions. Oh, right. And you know so, what? Yes, that's right. Okay, I remember right? that. Yeah. And it was his job to, to research and figure stuff out. He wasn't allowed to ask for other information. Now, there were times where he had an opportunity to gather a little bit other information. Like he described that uh, he, he wanted to figure out, because his, his job was to figure out the propulsion system, right? Okay. And uh, and so the technologies that oh, go yeah, into yeah. that. And yep, so they right. said, you know, so they basically, they took him out to one of the, uh, uh, one of the saucers and, or discs, whatever he described it as, and actually was able to get inside and see how things were sort of connected but not connected together. Because right. he said there, there weren't no wires. No wires, no right. edges. Right, and, and, and so he talked about getting in there and being able to see a little bit more, but he couldn't ask questions of his superiors. He was the one who was supposed to figure stuff out. I he wasn't allowed to ask more questions because it, he described it as everything was very compartmentalized. Like he just wasn't allowed to go outside of that because that's not his role. His role was this is your role and you figure it out. You stay in this box and you're not allowed out of it. And uh, and and I don't I don't get 
how he left and f- under what circumstances that, that he had left. But I know it's such a bummer because I knew I've heard all that before, but mm-hmm. I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're talking about his, his credibility and his personal life and, you know, different things. But I, what I thought was interesting, which actually lended to credibility, which is uh, he hasn't taken any money for this experience yeah right he hasn't taken any money he said that he you know there was a documentary he took some money from that and gave it to a local science um program in his at the high, well, that's the high school deal. right um and he talked about uh you know his entrepreneurial uh sort of side of him which you would think with something as big as this an entrepreneurial type person would have grabbed a hold of this and become very very wealthy because of it but he hasn't. He's taken his entrepreneurial stuff to he's got his own uh, business that that does that deals with like chemicals. And I can't remember what the name of the store is, but it's all sciencey stuff. Right. He's an engineer. He's he's done. Uh, oh, gosh, what is it? The fireworks stuff. He had made fireworks for years and years and years, continues to, to make fireworks and sell them, do fireworks shows. And then there's the prostitution. As you say, and then there's the hookers. <laughs> and of course, he got in trouble for that. But you would think, with an entrepreneurial kind of guy, that this would be the easy way. You know, entrepreneur entrepreneurs it's really hard. they want to make money and they want to do something that's big, that's recognized. That's you know, yeah, you would this, would, this be would be the avenue, it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and and to me, that gave it a little bit more credibility that he hasn't taken advantage of what he brings uh, in this in this fame, and he doesn't want to have. He doesn't want people, you know, he doesn't like doing interviews. You know, I'm skeptical of Lazar's story, but I am leaning towards it being truthful. Yeah. And when he talks about, because he's an engineer, rocket scientist and whatever. And when he talks about the technology, it's very fascinating because I don't see a lot of flaws in the logic when he talks about those things. You know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not really an engineer. I'd like to be one but uh, I don't have that kind of time, but I'm very fascinated by yeah. it. When he, when he was talking about the propulsion system being what they call, you know, an anti-gravity yeah, propulsion yeah, system. Anti, yep. And he describes there's this material that they call element 115. Remember this? I don't remember. I, I, how about this? I don't, I remember element 115. I don't remember what, what it was or anything. So the way he describes it is element 115 is a, it's an element that at the time in the in the late 80s uh, had not it was a th- it was theoretical like they didn't know that this thing could okay. exist right so the 115 at some point later on i don't know if it was in the 2000s i think it was maybe early 2000s some scientists from two different countries or two different locations had were able to synthesize it they were able to actually create this element but it would decay so quickly that it was like you know it was created and gone what i found interesting is that bob described it as it was the main ingredient in this propulsion propulsion system right. and then it created a very very heavy gravitational force and he said that what he thinks is that that was a stable version of that element. I didn't know what stable or unstable is other than elements that are unstable have a tendency to, well, they have a tendency to shift into a different element. 
right? As an element decays, it sometimes becomes some, a different else, one, right? right? And uh, But what I thought was interesting as he was talking about it is he, he described it as being a stable version of it where, where, where it doesn't decay, where you can actually have enough of it where it, it is stable and it allows you to use it as the fuel, uh, for lack of a better term, which gives it this massive gravitational field. And then there's this other technology that evidently will amplify that and then when he talks about how the, sh- the the spaceship actually, how the disc actually moves, yeah. he describes the gravitational field that's around it. Mm-hmm. And if you compare it to like magnets, right? Because you can kind of see mm-hmm. a magnetic field, especially you use like, uh, you know, the iron shavings and stuff. Yep. You can kind of see what, how it, how it creates a field. But he was talking about this gravitational field and how, it was used to then move move it. And it's not like a move as if uh, you're throwing a Frisbee because there's it, it's not moving through the air. It's it's moving through what they call space, you know, space right. and time, right? It's it's not actually creating this this drag that a regular airplane or something else would have. And he said that he saw a test flight where they took it out and they were just kind of hovering it and the the guy that was in it was had a radio and so they were having a communication between his one of the officers and the person that was in the craft and he says that that was confusing to him because that shouldn't work when a gravitational field comes around that they think was the case gravity changes how radio waves and light and other things uh travel so he says there's no way that they could have communicated through a, a little, you know, radio and it been able to get through that that gravitational field. And I, that's such an interesting tidbit because that means what they think was was what this propulsion system was, which was a gravitational field and moving through space and time or bending space and time to get from one point to another and how other things can't go through that, then how did it go through that? So there's something more to it that they didn't understand. Uh, we still today, it's interesting, we don't really... We, we know, don't. Yeah, we know what gravity they does. Do. We People just don't do. know. We just don't know what causes gravity. 